Dylan. Welcome back to the show. Uh, hi, Colin. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded one, so did yeah, a few changes since then. So, what are we? Uh, what we covering this time around? So today, I thought I would talk about negative visualization and something called the last time. So uh, these are mentioned by William Irvin in the Guide to the Good Life, and I found them really useful as just thought exercises or, or Jedi mind tricks that you can play on yourself mm-hmm. to make your situation feel a lot better. It's a, it's a really interesting little play that you can do with yourself. So, but it's yeah. negative. How does How's that positive? Well, you'll see, you'll see. So <laughs> negative, so you, I suppose, uh, yeah, we'll go on and explore it. But um, basically you need to think about how much worse your situation could be. And then you think, actually, everything's yeah, fine. fine. Even though I thought it was bad a minute ago. <laughs> but I've reevaluated and reframed it. And I've decided it's better. Yeah. So this can be... There's sure, sure lots more to it, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so it can kind of be... It can be traced back to the story. Seneca said in a convoluted way, mm-hmm. he robs present ills of their power who has perceived their coming beforehand. So this is about uh, sort of thinking about things that might go wrong. Mm-hmm. And wow, I'm glad it's not like that. And then everything's fine. And then when it does actually happen, because you've kind of thought of it before, you yeah. think, oh, well, this is actually okay, because I thought this might happen. Yeah. And, uh, I could see that this was going to happen, and now I know how to deal with it. <laughs> okay. So how does this come about then? What's this uh, looking to solve? You were talking before about like, what was the word? Hedonistic. Hedonistic adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you think about the way that humans are evolved, so we've you know, evolved from the savannah and I think that, and again, as I said, probably in the first episode, I think this is me just sort of making this up a little bit, but it seems like it should be true. <laughs> so human beings always strive to want more, don't we? So mm-hmm. that's how that's how we survive in society. That's how we move forward. That's how we pass our genes on to the next generation mm-hmm. because we want more for ourselves. So, you know, the the person on the savannah millions of years ago who wanted nothing and just gazed at the sunset and said, this is amazing, probably got eaten. And the person who said, I'm going to put a door on my cave, they would, <laughs> they would progress on to oh, the wow, next generation. Yeah. So it, you can understand how we've evolved to the point that wanting more things and better things has been a really useful tool for us mm-hmm. to improve our environment, to improve our safety, to improve our nutrition and well-being and things yeah. like that. So yep. even, you know, you can see it in nomadic cultures. They don't stay in one place because they move around yeah. to find better things that they need mm-hmm. at certain times of the year. And okay. So we are evolved that way. But the consequences of that are that you can spend your whole lifetime wanting the things that you don't have, mm-hmm. constantly wanting. Yeah if you go down that road and society almost pushes us down that way. I mean, easy, obvious examples are wanting the latest phone or wanting a bigger car or a bigger house. You constantly think I need these things. I need these things. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly driving on and on and on and never satisfied with the things that you do have. Mm -hmm. So that's called hedonistic adaptation that you, you need something to make you happy you get the thing and then it doesn't actually make you happy. You need another thing. I'm sure everyone listening to this has experienced it. And if you think back, like if you think about, I don't know, go back a hundred years in time, everybody living then would have said that we lived in a magical age of incredible Mm -hmm. technologies. They couldn't have imagined the lives that we live with 
the communication networks that we have with vehicles and the lifestyles yeah, we lead. Yeah. I mean, you know, you turn the tap and hot water comes out of it or cold water, <laughs> whatever you want. These kinds of things, they would have, everybody would have said, oh, anybody living in that sort of environment will be utterly satisfied yeah. with everything could they you have. Never be unhappy? Yeah, how, how could you ever be unhappy if you live in that environment? And I'm sure in a hundred years time, people will say that about us, that, you know, that... Oh, those people a hundred years ago must have been miserable because they've got all the amazing, you know, they haven't even amazing got a transporter now, yeah. system that, you know, moves them around in flying cars and flying cars and, and jetpacks and so on. <laughs> so that's just part of human nature yeah, is that yeah. you want the things that you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when we get them, we get used to them and move on pretty yeah, much straight away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so an interesting trick, I think that you can, you can play on your mind if mm-hmm. you like mm-hmm. is, is, is that you can turn that on its head. Okay. So you can think of, you can think of, um, well, take, take for instance, so you, the, re- the relief that you feel when you wake up from a bad dream. So everybody's had a dream where something's gone terribly wrong in oh, their yeah. lives. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're dreaming this thing that I, I don't know you're naked at school or something and you wake <laughs> up or you're late for an exam. I've yeah. dreamt that dream, dream, yeah. dreamt that dream yeah. so many times. You missed it. Have been late for exams. So I think that's what in, in there, but, um, <laughs> that you, you wake up and you, the relief that you feel, you're like, Oh wow. It's not, it's a dream. Yeah, yeah. It's a dream. Yeah. I'm not late for that thing. Yes. I haven't missed that thing. <laughs> haven't done it feels that. feels great. It feels great. Doesn't it? You go, oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but there's no reason that you can't just play that same trick on your mind. Mm-hmm during the day while you're awake. So negative visualization is about just taking a moment to think, oh, how much worse could things be Mm -hmm. than things are just now? Mm -hmm. You know, just imagine that, um, yeah, I don't know, that something is, or that say, I don't know, say you put your car in for a service and it costs you 400 pounds. Well, imagine if it cost you 800 pounds, yeah. then you go, yeah. wow, I'm yeah. delighted that it was yeah. only 400 pounds. <laughs> you know, or they could have said, oh, your car is completely undrivable, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. well, at least I'll get my car back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that you can, you can apply that at any given moment. And it's a form of gratitude really in the same way as a lot of people talk about writing journals and and Mm. writing things that they're grateful for in those journals. This is just a form of gratitude that you just spin out in your own mind over a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. and you're sitting having a coffee and just think, wow, wouldn't it be terrible if these things happened? And then you can come out of it and go, thank goodness those things haven't happened. I feel great. So how how does that how do you avoid that turning into just loads of negative spirals? Like how, is there a constructive way to go about that so that you're not just always pessimistic or worrying or does that cause anxiety? So uh, yes, I suppose I see what you mean. Uh, if you could become Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, uh, <laughs> that you always do mongering. Mm-hmm. I think the key is that you make it very time limited. So okay. this is yep. not, I'm not going to spend hours worrying about mm-hmm. the future of something yeah. and you need to make it quite specific. So rather than thinking, I'm going to spend the next three days worrying about the future of the world. <laughs> that's a big topic and that's a yeah. lot of time to dedicate to it. Yeah. And yeah. that would probably drive you nuts. Yeah. So I think it's much better to think, I'm just going to spend 30 seconds or a minute thinking about what life would be like if I fell over and broke my ankle right now. Mm-hmm. 
and then you can go, it's ah, great. I haven't broken my ankle. I'm yeah. going to go and ride my bike, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So okay. just about really quickly changing things mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. so that you don't linger on them. Yeah. So it's the specificness of what you think about is quite important. That keeps it quite limited and quite practical, I suppose. Yeah. And being quite mindful about like thinking or purposeful, I suppose, about when you do it and how long for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's probably not something you want to do when you're already in a really bad place. Yeah. yeah. That can be, I yeah. think that could make it things a bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 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 That's kind of. Interesting. I I think I have stumbled into this in the past and that I, for some, so something about me, I really love a, a shower and I, and I uh, like a hot shower in the morning and I, um, I found myself at one point starting to think every time I have a shower, I get in and I think, oh, imagine if this didn't work because I love this so much. If I didn't have hot water. Right. And so I imagine like for a second, um, I didn't have hot water and it was mm. always only cold. And mm. in the future, there's nuclear war and the world burns down and I never have hot water again. And for some reason that kind of became a habit. And now I just really appreciate it for yeah 10 seconds every morning. Yeah. actually just having hot water. There you go. And I think that's a really healthy way to be. So like that's, yeah, just expressing gratitude for yeah. this. You know, and having hot water on tap, is, it's an amazing Ooh. thing. Like, it's an yeah. incredible thing yeah. that we absolutely take for granted. Yeah. So, yeah, you've summed it up beautifully there, that that's just, that's hedonistic adaptation and you found a way to fight it without mm. even thinking about it. Yeah, rather than just rushing through it. Like, because mm. the shower is the classic place where people just don't pay attention. It's where ideas come up because your mind wanders because it's such a habit. Mm. So it was like trying to, I suppose, it's trying to combat that, um taking it for granted, isn't it? Yeah, is that, is that a big part of what hedonistic adaptation is? It's yeah, just, definitely taking things for granted. Yeah. And it's an automatic response. That's yeah. the way your body is, so that yeah. you, or that's the way your mind works, so that you create the next thing and you push yourself onwards. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and it's not something you're so much in control of. But yeah, indeed. No, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. So, like, how does that apply to uh, the clinical examples then? Like, how, where have you used that in work? So I've used that at work with, a few things. So that, there's always a crisis at work that you can 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 suck your soul. Uh, so you come in and there's not enough staff, or there's not enough equipment, or it's broken, or um, there's too many patients, um, and so on. Right. So things go on forever. There's there's always problems that you need to sort of overcome. And mm-hmm. I have found it useful to think when I'm faced with something that could, on an ordinary day could be the straw that breaks the camel's back and you could think, oh, that's just really tipped me over and I can't face it. You can think of, well, at least the roof isn't leaking. At least the heating's working. At least, you know, I've got shoes on. You know, and at least everything, at least I feel okay and I'm not here feeling ill or Mm. tired or, you know, there's always a thing that could make it worse. And, and, Nurses and clinicians in the past will have had to deal with leaking roofs mm-hmm. and freezing cold wards with no heating yeah. and no windows uh-huh. and things like that. And yeah. you don't have to worry about any of that, yeah. you know, yeah. that's so like, imagine how much worse it would be yeah. if, if, you know, say there are 20 patients waiting to be seen in the A&E waiting room, but it could be 80 patients waiting to be seen, you know, it could be a lot worse than yeah. it is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And these are little things, but they just, they really help your mind go okay this is what i've got to get on with mm-hmm. rather than 
oh no, I'm totally overwhelmed. There's no way I can cope with this. If mm. you can just find a way to reset or reframe what yeah. you're thinking about. Yeah. So it feels like you're saying there's two, there's two separate contexts for this. Sometimes it's when you find yourself spiraling or feeling anxious or, or not feeling good, you can use it to try and recover a bit, maybe get some context or, you know, get a better perspective. Mm. But other times you can do it when you're feeling fine and actually it's just a practice to prepare. Yeah, it's just as things. useful. Yeah, it's just as useful. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, a routine for doing it or do you think that's a good idea? Like once a day or one, you know. I try to do it two times. or three times a day. Really? Yeah. yeah so yeah. just because it's just a thought exercise, you yeah. know, it costs you nothing yeah. um, other than sort of 30 seconds to a minute of your mm -hmm. concentration. It doesn't take you any time. And um, so, yeah, I often find myself thinking, you know, I love riding my bike around and I sometimes think, well, what if I couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, what if my yeah, bike yeah. was broken or I yeah. was broken uh, yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And uh, yeah, so I will often and think, oh, this is, you know, I'm so glad I've got this bike yeah, that I can yeah. use for nipping around town. Yeah. On. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's so. cool. Yeah. I, do, do you think that because if you manage to prompt yourself enough, it becomes quite easy to do? Cause it's, I suppose the taking it for granted almost combats that as in what, what prompts you to do that, to, to remember to do that, to take that practice. I initially, so I think that this is, uh, you're getting into habits here, I suppose, aren't mm, we? Yeah, so yeah. Um, initially I had to just remind myself often mm -hmm. um, whenever I could feel thoughts starting to spiral or thoughts of, oh no, I wish I had this thing. Mm -hmm. I would actually try and bring myself back to, um, yeah, just, to do some negative visualization at that point about yeah. the people around me mm -hmm. or um, the things that I have or the jobs that I have and, and yep. things like that. It definitely for me, I suppose, because I started doing a daily journal habit and part of that is, was writing things I was grateful for. So mm -hmm. I would list three things I was grateful for. Yeah. And I think you almost can't think of things that you're grateful for without thinking about what they, what your life would be like without them. Yeah, That's yeah. why you're grateful for them. Uh, so yeah. I found that that doing that habit in the yeah. mornings, um, then allowed me to be in a place where I could quite easily do the negative visualization and the gratitude stuff just That's in my head. And I could do that at any point in time, yeah. you know, sitting, standing in a queue or yeah. waiting on a bus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you need a, so the, the negative feelings, I suppose, are a good prompt. Like when I need something to help me start to feel better here. Yeah. But, but it's almost like you need to start thinking about it when you're having positive feelings as well. Like you say, when you're on your bike. Yeah, definitely. Remember to appreciate it. To appreciate that thing that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely. And as I say, like it wasn't something that came naturally to me. Mm. And I think writing out a journal every day and doing the same format every day, we're mm. always listing three things I was grateful for. Yeah definitely made that much easier to do that yeah i suppose when you write it down in the morning then suddenly that'll pop into your head later so that yeah. helps to prompt those yeah. reflections yeah that's really good yeah when you write down that you're grateful for the fact that the weather's good today or yeah. it's warming up and then you go outside and the you know the weather's good and, and it's yeah. nice and warm then you yeah. think oh that's a thing i am grateful yeah. for imagine if it was storming <laughs> exactly exactly imagine and uh, yeah. i think that that it really ties into mindfulness and um, and being aware of your surroundings. So again, of, of just being 
I suppose it's another, it's a flip side of mindfulness. So you're mindful of how grateful you are for your surroundings and then yeah. allow yourself, if you're feeling okay, to think about what it would be like if your surroundings were much, much worse than yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, and then just come back to reality, like waking up from a dream and mm-hmm. go, it's not as bad as that. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on the last time. Is that related? Yeah. So I would say it was, and you almost touched on it there when you were talking about just like riding your bike and you feel grateful for it. So um, all good things come to an end, unfortunately, and absolutely every one of us is is destined to not be here at some point. And everybody you know is the same. And I don't know, I've got a bionic body. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> it's because you're living in the future. Indeed. Um <laughs> So, yeah. So if you think about any, any given time that you're doing something, anything Mm -hmm. that might be something, some really boring thing that you don't enjoy doing, like Mm -hmm. washing the dishes, Mm -hmm. you need to remember that there will be a last time for you to wash the dishes. And, um, and despite the fact that that's this onerous chore that you hate doing, there's still something about the fact that you can use your hands and you can think uh, enough to do the dishes and Mm -hmm. you can, there's hot water in the tap. And so all of these things that allow you to do the dishes Mm -hmm. that are really, really good things in your life and being aware that one day you won't be able to do the dishes anymore and you will probably crave the time that you were well enough and everything in your life was good enough that you could do the dishes. Yeah, even though you hated it. Even though you hated it <laughs> at the time. So it's amazing how there's so many things that pass you by that you think, even things that you think are really good, like really good fun things, yeah, yeah. That actually will disappear from your life. And you didn't notice that they yeah. were gone. Yeah. And I find that so sometimes when you're doing those things, if you can just think to yourself, this could be the last time I do this. Mm. Actually, it takes on, it's a bit, again, and sort of ties into mindfulness and being aware of your surroundings much more and what you're yeah. doing. But just the exercise of, this could be the last time yeah. I ever get to do the dishes. Yeah. Suddenly, it's not this onerous task anymore. It's just, oh, wow, this is, you know, I'm going to carefully clean the dishes and I'm going to take my time and I'm going to... Just be more appreciative. Just yeah. appreciate the things yeah. that I've got, yeah. There's two things spring to mind there in terms of... um one around something that's quite routine or quite common, like the dishes, you never think to appreciate the last one of them, but even like fun things, like you said, like we used to go mountain biking all the time, mm-hmm. go to Glen Tress. We've talked about this, like the last, there was a point where we had our last bike mm-hmm. ride, mm-hmm. Glen Tress together. And we used to go two or three times a week. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Took it for granted. It was, a total, it was just a thing that you did. So much fun. Never, yeah. um, but I don't remember the last time the two, the two of us. No, I know. There. It was years ago. Yeah. And, and, Neither of us was aware yeah. on that last time that that would be the last yeah. time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we can obviously, now that we've identified that, yeah. the fun thing is that yeah. you can change it and we can just go down to Glen yeah. Tress again. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, we used to go two or three times a week and yeah. we haven't been for years. Yeah. So what changed? Like, I don't know, a huge number of factors changed. Yeah, yeah. And life. Yeah, life changes, <laughs> you know, everything changed. and But it's definitely... Imagine if, you know, the next time we do go mountain biking at Glen Tress, yeah, that might be the last time we ever yeah, go. Yeah. And 
that you can really appreciate things more if you just put that little bit of spin yeah. on what you're doing at that yeah. at any one time. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's the other side of that in that that's the common one. But one thing that I also enjoy doing is skiing. Mm. And I know I only do that once every couple of years, mm. maximum. And I have a thing where I got in the habit again of, I don't know how it started, but every time I know I'm on the last run, like right. I know, because I know when the last run is yeah. and I know I'm not going to get to do this for another for year another or couple two, of years. if not three, four sometimes. And I always have a really mindful moment, like I try and like hear the sound and feel the wind in my face and like look down at the snow. And it's, it's funny. I just, I can't even remember why that started, but I do every time I go skiing now and for the last 10, 15 times I've done it, that's yeah. And does that, <laughs> does that then change your experience of that ski run totally. compared to the ones you'd done previously? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of wish I'd done it on every one. But I only ever do it on the last run because it's when I realise, oh wait, this is like me coming down to the lodge and I know we're heading home after this and I'm not coming back out. And yeah, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there's no reason that you can't apply exactly that same mindset to everyday life. Exactly. In in everything that you're doing. Yeah. And then, I mean, there are, you could make it, there are really sad things and I suppose that this could tie into negative visualisation as well. Um, I think it's important to talk about it, even though it's quite uncomfortable for me. Um, But, you know, you see your kids in the morning and there's a chance that you won't see them again um, because there will be a last time. Mm -hmm. And whilst you don't want to dwell on that, it can be important to like think just for that split second and to appreciate your kids and, you know, however mad they're driving you or you know appreciate your wife or the family and the things that you have Mm -hmm. um yeah so i suppose it yeah sorry it was a bit uh, it can be a bit grim to think like that but it does happen no but absolutely yeah Yeah, it's important and even milestones through the kids lives that i have missed and not noticed like changing nappies yeah the yeah. last nappy. The last nappy. When was it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea when the last time I changed the nappy yeah. was. But it was something I did all the time. And yeah. Obviously, it's not the most fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and even like things like, I was thinking the other day about we, you know, we had one kid in a buggy and we had a little pull behind thing mm. that the other kid used to stand on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, our kids are old enough now that they're not. They don't need that anymore, but mm. I can't remember the last time I put my child in a buggy. Yeah. 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 You know, or that they had the little pull along thing. And yeah. I don't know. It's funny. It was something that was totally routine. Yeah. And it's now gone from my life completely. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never have to put my kids into a buggy again. Yeah. 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 Even the quite positive ones, like um, the last time you um, like did an airplane of food into their mouth, like, yeah and it's quite it's nice yeah you don't remember the last one of them or or pushing them on a swing yeah i don't think i do that well eh, maybe get away with that with my daughter but not my uh, son anymore yeah Uh, yeah or even silly ones like them uh running to get you to save them from a a moth or something like that that'll stop at one point and it's good being the hero Mm. (laughs) and and it's important to remember that for all that you know at 6 30 in the morning they come crashing through your room and jumping on the bed and stuff one day that won't happen anymore one day that'll be gone yeah and you know one day they'll move out of the house yeah fingers crossed Uh, (laughs) but one day the house will be really quiet yeah and it won't be filled with toys and laughter and things and uh, Although it can seem so overwhelming at the moment, I think it's just so important to, if you can just take that moment to think and appreciate the things that you have. So I think negative visualization and the last time 
they can tie together. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. It's about mm-hmm. appreciating what you have, wanting the things that you already have. And your life can be so much simpler. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm going to go and try and make a better routine out of this. Do it once yeah. a day at least and uh, do a wee negative visualisation. <laughs> Good stuff. Anything else you want to cover or is that... Uh, I think I'll do it. Yeah, so just um, if, if you're listening to this, just give it a try. It costs you nothing. It'll yeah. take a few seconds, yep. a couple of minutes of your time mm-hmm. to just appreciate what you have. And it's a bit easier to, to be grateful for things if you think about it. Imagine not having them. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Cheers, Dylan. And thanks out there for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode where we'll cover another element of stoic uh, philosophy to help you in your healthcare. Mm-hmm.